0: This is the Straight Dope Podcast. We're getting on with the nitty-gritty series. I have a couple of other episodes that I have recorded, and they're just kind of waiting in the pipeline to be published, but this is the nitty-gritty that I'm doing solo by myself. Remember, this podcast is supported by subscribers, like some of you, and Mile High Shooting Supply. Mile High kicks ass. They support matches. They support the industry they have got a huge number of employees they carry only the best equipment um one of the things that that frank and i were talking about recently on one of the podcasts is if you want to go find you know like just a, a average or a run-of-the-mill rifle you, you can't really go to mile high to get a run-of-the-mill rifle you can get the best equipment out there and there's something to be said for a shop that can provide you with exactly what you need. And if they carry it, it's probably a good idea to carry. And they get that way from relationships and from hiring and having knowledgeable staff um, and knowledgeable owners. So anyway, if you're looking for something good a mile high, they carry loading supplies, they carry ammunition, and they carry rifles and rifle supplies, as well as a bunch of pistols and optics that go along with all that stuff. So I would check them out, go to their website. Their website is continually improved and they always have deals, offers and giveaways. And so it never hurts to buy something from there regularly because it seems like on a monthly basis, you either get, you know, an increased discount or you get thrown into a raffle or a giveaway for an optic. Um, And I think that's pretty awesome. So check them out. Now, the Nitty-gritty. We talked about the butt pad. To me, the butt pad is under-discussed, and it has a big influence on people that are after precision. Now, some shooters don't have the level of shooting ability to be able to optimize and see the effects of a butt pad on precision, but nevertheless, you don't want to give away tenths of an inch because your equipment isn't up to snuff. And there's a lot of equipment out there that's not up to snuff. A lot of places can pump out little trinkets. They can pump out little gadgets and gizmos. They don't realize that at a micro level, a lot of that stuff is compromising your ability to maximize precision. Right? It might get you from four to two, but two to one is going to be harder and going under one is going to be impossible because of some of that stuff, because you're stacking tolerances of opening the group rather than taking tolerances out so that you have precision. I think the butt pad plays a big role in that when you're starting to get to the inch and better. And if I, if you want to be a MOA shooter, that it's the kind of thing that you're thinking about. And no, you're probably not an MOA shooter. Anyway, the butt pad is on the butt stock. Now I thought for a little bit about, how do I break this down? Because I isolated the butt stock, the butt pad. How do I do the butt stock? And in reality, the style of shooting that's becoming more and more popular in precision field matches uh, starts to neglect the butt stock a little bit, which is kind of funny, especially with the ATF kind of making the rule on pistol braces, uh, you know, not being pistol braces anymore. And, some of the styles and techniques now, you know, they involve you, um, kind of bracing against the, the grip of the rifle and putting your support hand on the scope and, and really not interacting at all with the buttstock, uh, including the butt pad, you know, it's turning some of these rifles into, um, you know, F-class and bench rest pistol, pistol shooting. Um, but nevertheless, I'm going to talk about it as if you were going to use the buttstock. So, the The first thing that should be pointed is that all rifles they have to be balanced right because if it's not balanced right, you're going to get point of impact shifts, and the balanced point of impact shifts that you typically see are vertical because the mass of the rifle is going to be forward and so it's not uncommon to hear about people putting the rifle on a bag or on something where you can see where that point of um, that that specific balance point of the rifle is and the buttstock provides a ballast of weight. And so if it's going to do anything nowadays, it's going to be a ballast. I was going to say first, but, but that's not true, it, but for sure, it's a ballast. And so if you're going to combat, or if you're going to produce something that functions more like a bench rest pistol, um, then you're still going to have to accommodate the weight for that. Now, now, foundation stocks are really popular with that um, recoil management top-down system. You know, I, I, I don't. I want to get away from calling it free recoil because it's not free recoil. They're putting mass on the top of the scope, right, or the um, scope rings into the bag, and because the rifle's recoil so little, that mass is able to keep them on target and keep a sight picture rather than pushing it from the rear. And there's some advantage to shooting like that when you're doing uh, like the PRS precision style field shooting because the precision doesn't need to be that hot. And the speed and the wobble control is a a little bit faster. Now, when when precision gets smaller, people are going to have to back away from that style. But right now, with the standard being about an MOA, um, you can get away with top-down pressure. Now the foundation stock seems to be the one that a lot of people are going to. And that's because it's got a couple things here that I'm going to talk about. Namely, it's got a, a short length of pull and the comb is out of the way and it's, it's got a flat bottom. And, and so you got this flat bottom, you know, flat top, you can kind of basically get away from it and it's short. So not only does it accommodate all shapes and sizes of shooters, but if you want it to get out of the way, it's not there hitting you in the chest, and so people have been pretty successful with that. Uh, and it, they've got other features too. But but I, I think that it's cool that um, they have a little bit shorter length of pull, and it does lend itself as a well weighted ballast for that style of shooting. It's designed pretty cool, and and they look nice. Now, no, um, but let's talk about length, the buttstock right? It's providing you with length. And I'm talking about like, you know, all the way up to towards where the grip is and the action is. Uh, I'm going to talk about the buttstock as if it was all that stuff, basically where, where you could probably unscrew a lot of them and take them off or put a folder. Length of pull is very important. Now to me, for precision, length of pull is really interesting because the longer it is, right, it's creating a fulcrum. And from that balance point, the longer it is, the easier it is to move the muzzle. So, the longer it is, the, easy, the easier it is for the shooter to induce movement and therefore open up the group at distance. And so, I would say that you know, given the same technique, the longer your length of pull, the bigger the groups of an average shooter population will be. If we were going to do an experiment, say, okay, let's take 100 shooters, let's give them long length of pull, let's give them short length of pull, and if they contact that buttstock at all, the long length of pull. Is likely going to have bigger groups because they don't understand how to minimize the wobble coming from that rifle. Now that may or may not be true because I didn't necessarily test it on people, but the longer that is, the easier it is for you to induce wobble and that wobble translates to a bigger group like that. That's just math. And whether or not people can figure out how to minimize that is the question at hand if it's balanced on a balance point now if you've got a bipods way forward if you've got a long leg to pull back um it is also producing a long bolt room but you're connected only to the to the back of it and you can make very very subtle adjustments like they do in f class and those guys are using devices to actually change the length and so you can get a much more fine-tuned aiming point by having the rifle really long from the bipods and the Butt stock being farther and farther apart, you minimize the wobble that's coming from that. But from field shooting, uh, there's something to be said for the length of pull being optimized to be a little bit shorter. A lot of chassis manufacturers have what appears to me to be a starting point for the length of pull that's extremely long. Now, I I ordered at MDT in September, but it's still not here. And everybody's talking about theirs. I have no idea how that looks or functions because I haven't actually handled one. I've been waiting like crazy. Um, but I could say that, um, my, my AI, I can get short my XLRs. I can't, they're just long. And, and, and that's why the envy, I don't use as much as I do the ones, uh, the, um, the elements with the carbon buttstocks, they're fixed. They're basically like, uh, AR buttstock, very simple, not adjustable at all, but they're short. And because they're short. I can modify where I connect with the rifle, how I connect with the rifle, but it gives me a lot more room to, 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 to maneuver behind the rifle. And I'd rather adjust my technique a little bit than being fixed to working from a farther point back. And, um, you might take your other, um, rifle stocks and, and rifle chassis and check it out. And, and so the common technique was, is to like put it in the, the fold of your arm by your bicep, by your elbow, and then put your trigger finger, you know, 90 degrees at the trigger. The problem is people are all different shapes and sizes. And I'm six one if if the bolts in my neck are warm. And and so I'm pretty big. And for a lot of the chassis that I have, they're at the you know, when I put them as short as they go, they're at like the longest, the farthest back that I want to be. So I never pushed the length to pull back really um but i'm often asking to shorten it shorten it shorten it so check that out i'm going to go in the subcast extension of this I'll, i'll talk about some details and some of the things that i've seen with the testing of this now part of the buttstock in addition to length that is very important and 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 also the other thing with length is that you know if you've got kids or smaller people and you want them to shoot your rifle and be introduced to the sport if it's too long, they're not going to enjoy it. They won't be able to see through your scope. They won't be able to get comfortably behind the rifle. They won't be able to run the bolt without lifting up their elbow and they'll cant it. And so there's all sorts of problems mechanically to putting a newer shooter on a rifle that has too long of a length of pull. And if it's shorter and you can extend it longer, great. But if it's longer, there's nothing that you could do. And so you basically wasted your money on something that isn't adjustable in a way that you need it to be adjustable you which is largely you know start short and then get longer as far as far as I'm concerned and uh, you know with with kids I can see that immediately like the kids they don't like the rifles that are too long for them if I put them on short rifles they like them and and that's the the length of pull that I could tell I say hey which ones do you want to shoot and it's not caliber specific it's the fact that they get behind it and they can run the bolt without you know jerking it around and that they could see through the scope and and for those they're the rifles that I have that have a short length of pull because it fits their body size, right? It's kind of a no-brainer. Comb. A lot of rifles nowadays have adjustable comb or adjustable cheek piece, and that's important in, to a certain extent because it's going to be the thing that sets where your head and cheek are so that you can get good alignment through the scope so that some people support the rifle with their head With top-down pressure, uh, if you shoot like that, comb. Good idea to have it adjustable. Some of them, the way I run the bolt is I put my my thumb on the back of the bolt, um, and I hate it when the comb when my thumb hits the hits the comb. And you know, I guess that's what I don't like about the foundation is I can't run the bolt without running my thumb into the comb. Like I don't know why some of them go so far forward i mean i think they think it looks slick um or, or you know the angle and taper down but nobody puts their face up that far but a lot of people use their thumb on the back of the bolt to guide it to you know to do things that i'm going to talk about in the um the subcast but anyway uh, that's that's my only kind of um gripe about combs and and uh is that i'm always jamming my thumb into to combs that extend far forward because of my thumb And I end up favoring the ones where I don't hit the comb with my thumb when I run a bolt because I think that's obnoxious. On the other end of the comb is a huge variety of shapes. You see these steps, you see kind of high straight lines, and then it drops back down to the the end of the buttstock where the butt pad is. You see butt pad, kind of the bottom of it, extend all the way forward with a big flat surface. There's a huge variety of the base of that butt pad, and that base is very important depending on what you're going to run it on. If you're going to use a rear bag and you want it to slide, probably a good idea for the surface that's going to slide on to be flat, right? Um, if it's stepped and tiered, then you want to make sure that your bag is narrow enough where it's not coming off or hooking or catching or causing problems, uh, running up against or not running smoothly on the things that it runs on. Now, when some of them come down really pointed and narrow, and it basically makes them useless when it comes to running on a bag. The only fix that i found for that is not running a bag on that at all, but pushing it almost pushing the bag almost all the way up to the grip. And flipping the bag up vertically and supporting the you know, that proximal end of the rifle, the, the, the buttstock, supporting it up on something that is flat and high. For example, like that, that, um, the carbon elements that I shoot, the XLR butt pads, like for running on a bag, they have a little bag rider thing, but it doesn't work. So you push it all the way up and you run it on the tube that it comes on. So it comes on a carbon tube. And I use the tube itself as a bag rider works way better than trying to manipulate these little janky little things. Um, and they, you get a lot of movement left and right and kind of torquing if you try to try to pinch it on to the end of the the butt pad uh, it doesn't doesn't work very good. Um, but there are places that you can run that bag because it really doesn't matter if it's up against the back or up against the tube or up against some section that's flat. You just got to make the bag higher and then you have to practice that so that you get used to and comfortable and know this is where I put the bag when I'm shooting in this position. But I think those things are really important. Lastly, um, you know, some butt stocks. it's nice to have folders and not all folders are created equal. If they flap around and rattle like, Holy crap, that's a pain in the ass. And it's noisy and um, ends up dinging it. and, And more importantly, like if you're hunting and it's folded and it's dinging, you're making a lot of noise that you probably don't want to be making. Um, when you're traveling and and, and and you throw it in a shorter bag or a shorter case, which is pretty convenient, having the folding buttstock is pretty nice. Um, a lot of them now are extremely tight. So once you extend that, there's no wobble at all. And I would look for that. Like if that folder has wobble in it, then it's probably no good because that wobble is going to contribute to your groups opening up. And we can't compromise groups opening up because of the equipment that you know your rifle itself like you don't want to put in tolerances into your rifle that cause it to open up and um there are some gadget gadgets and gizmos that like really are going to prevent people from shooting less than an inch consistently because of the features that they've got attached or the whiz banks that they've come up with but um i don't think You know, that doesn't matter because they sell a lot of them and so they don't care about precision. And largely, we're shooting at big targets, so maybe it doesn't matter. But I don't like having equipment that can't ultimately be taken to smaller and smaller and smaller as skills go up, right? So at this point, I'm going to go back through that buttstock length comb bag rider and whether or not there's a folder. How they interact with the butt pad and some techniques, but I'm going to do that on the subcast. So stand by for those of you on the subcast who are subscribers to Riflecraft. Uh, pick this up there, and for those of you who aren't, the only way to get it is to go to Riflecraft.com and join as a subscriber. As a subscriber, you get added metrics on the website, you get emails with ideas, updates, targets, and discounts from sponsors you get your own exclusive podcast called the subcast. It's basically the straight dope 2.0 with a little bit more um, openness about, about my opinions and my thoughts on you developing precision. And so for those of you who have it, I'll continue this conversation there. Cool.